Welcome to the Green Thumb Gardener Show, the podcast that spreads all the dirt about gardening. Our gardening tips will help and inspire both beginner and seasoned gardeners. Coming to you from his Zone 7B garden in North Carolina, here's your host, the expert gardener who is helping you sprout your green thumb, Jeremy Stark. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why vermicomposting is important. Now, for many that don't know what vermicomposting is, it's basically composting with worms. I don't know where they came up with the, the term verma. I guess vermiculture, verma, <laughs> something. It's probably something Latin. But today, I just wanted, I wanted you to get over that fear of working with worms. These guys are fantastic for your garden if you know what you're doing. Uh, so I wanted to get really into just some of the stuff that we, that, that you really want to focus on when you're doing vermicomposting. Some of the things that uh, that it will help if you're really concerned about some of these things is vermicomposting will actually, it actually does really well for the earth. If we didn't have any worms, particularly in this, in this world, uh, there would be, uh, there would be trash, garbage, more garbage piling up. And I'm not just talking about the trash we throw away in our, our baskets every day. I'm talking about just food waste from animals out in the in the in the soil out in the in the woods or anywhere out in the fields or other areas. All that the the worms actually break down all those materials and then it uh, spits out some good stuff for. So it is really beneficial if you learn how to use worms in your gardening. Some of the benefits are it's a better way of disposing of organic waste. It enriches the soil with nutrients. It also improves the soil structure. And the soil structure is really important when you're gardening because you want to have enough oxygen in your roots. And you want to also have a way for the plant's roots to absorb all the nutrients. So having a good soil structure is very important. Uh, it really helps with breaking down clay soil. And if you're in the south you know, of, of the United States, there's tons of clay soil around here. Here in North Carolina, it's, it really is a lot of the soil is very, very very, very clay. <laughs> it's made up of a lot of clay. So it, it's it's been really beneficial to have a lot of worms come into my garden when, when I started adding more organic meads into it. And it definitely, you can see it in the, the way that the soil is and the whole structure of it. So what what worms are really used for vermicomposting? Uh, the, the basic worms that, that you would use is the Isina fotida. Uh, that's the most common one that you would, that you would have with a basically called red wigglers. Uh, those are the most basic ones you have. There's other few other ones that you can use. Uh, there's tiger worms, red wigglers, manure worms. There's other different types. Of, but the ones that you're really going to find that you're going to buy most of the time is the red wiggler worms. So one of the things that you want to first do if you want to get started with vermicomposting is you want to first set up a worm composting bin. Now this can be a very simple bin that you just construct yourself out of a you know, a Rubbermaid container where you can actually buy just, you know, some, some pretty no frills ones online. There's, you know, I think I I've gotten a few that may have been 50, 60 bucks for it. So you can find a different variety. And there's also other ones that have, you know, up to like three or $400. You really can find some other things. The other thing you want to have set up is bedding is you want to have shredded paper or shredded cardboard or some type of leaves and straws in there. And that's really what lines the bottom of everything. Then once you do that, you want to add the worms in there. I, I always recommend uh, Uncle Jim's Worm Farm. That's where I get all my worms from. Those guys are great over there. You can get a whole um, thing of worms sent to you in the mail. It's pretty funny to get a, a live a live box of worms. But once you get that, you want to establish the worms into the bin and you can start feeding them slowly. Uh, and usually the things that you feed a worm 
the worm bin is vegetable scraps, some paper, some um, some eggshells, some coffee grounds, uh, things like that. But one of the things that you want to avoid is dairy products, meat, processed food, bones, animal manure. And, and they, they, they don't like the citrus too much. I still add a little bit in there, but it's not, it's not a big portion of it. That's once you get that in there, you want to make sure that your the stuff that you're feeding it is, you don't, you want to feed it too much all at once. You want the, cause the worms will eventually grow and they will expand their, their actual colony. So you want to make sure that they have a good environment. The other thing, once you're typically d- done with that, you know, there's, you get to the point where you're going to be harvesting your actual compost that can take anywhere from a month or two months, depending on how many worms you have and and how much you've been feeding it before you can start using that in your compost. But ideally I, I have a few bins going myself and sometimes I don't even check them for like a few months. And then I'll harvest the compost out of there. Afterwards, you know, I'll just restart another one as well. But those are um, those are the, the 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 ways to really get started on it. Just making sure that you have the right conditions for it, and that you choose the right location for the bin is really important. And you also want to make sure that if you live in extreme areas, like uh, if your winters are really cold, that you want to keep it insulated during the winter time. And also, they don't really like very hot weather, so I would not keep it directly in the sun. I would uh, place it in a more shaded area for for the summertime when it gets extremely hot. And then you just want to make sure that you're just feeding it the right way. Having a good mix of browns and greens is really important in it. And if it does get too wet, you want to just make sure you add some more browns in there for that. So there's so many different... Uh, vermicomposting methods out there. There's bin composting. That's the the most that everybody would use. Uh, then there's some other ones where if you had a really large scale um, process, you might do some pit or pile composting where you're basically having these really large areas of composting and it, they're just more kind of out in the open kind of thing. And you have a huge farm of, of these worms that you're keeping in one sort of area. But for the most part, most people are going to do the bin composting. Uh, so hopefully this has really helped you out with, you know, getting started and why verm composting matters. Thanks for tuning in to the Green Thumb Gardener Show. You can find us on all the major podcast channels. Please leave a positive review to show your support. You can check out our latest gardening articles at GardenerThumb.com. Stop by our YouTube channel for helpful gardening videos at GardenerThumb.com slash YouTube. Grab our free gardening hacks guide at GreenThumbHacks.com. If you have any interest on being on the show or want to advertise with us, reach out by email to podcast at GardenerThumb.com. Tune into our next Green Thumb Gardener Show. Now get out there with your green thumb and get dirty.